Okay, we go to John chapter 10, verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. Okay, the last time we meditated on this, we were talking about the shepherd and the sheep in winter and where the sheep all stay in one place where there's a door a doorkeeper that lets in the shepherd and who with his peculiar sound can call out his sheep and they'll follow him but in summer it's a totally different arrangement because um, the door to the sheep, the door to the sheepfold, rather, is just a hole on the wall. And there's actually no roof. So that the sheep are in an enclosure, not like a, a building, no. But this one is just an enclosure. And the shepherd, it is said, lies on that hole. Okay? So he's the door himself so that no sheep can go in and out without crossing the shepherd. So in this second arrangement is where Jesus is saying, I am the sheep. Okay. All those who came before me, this is where there's a little controversy because um, reading it, it's obvious he was referring to the political rabble rousers. Okay, the political rabble rousers uh, mentioned in um, when we are Acts chapter five by Gamaliel. Okay, I think there was Judas and then there was another one, two people who led insurrection against the Romans. You know, so so um, that those who misconstrued that Jesus was referring to the prophets of old, no. The prophets, of course, Jesus said, whatever was spoken of me by the prophets will come, will be fulfilled. So Jesus endorsed the works of the prophets. But this statement here, it refers to the political rabble rousers. You know, let, let me look at that. I think Gamaliel um, mentioned them there in Acts chapter 5. Um, yes. Yes. To, in verse 35 of Acts chapter 5, and he said to them, men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Judas rose up, claiming to be somebody. 
A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people, many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. Okay, so now, and we see, besides this, we see that it's a clear difference between what those early people who tried to mobilize through national sentiment and to build a following of um, rebels to oppose the Roman governance and maybe overthrow the Romans, okay? And the Bible says that their efforts came to nothing. So Jesus was saying, those people were the drawing a following after themselves. And what they promised their followers was only going to lead to their destruction. Okay, that's why he said, all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. They will rob them of peace, of security. They will rob them of even their lives, okay? But the sheep did not hear them. In other words, like Gamaliel said, their, their following was very minimal, okay? Nobody really uh, rose up to join them. And so in verse 9, he says again, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, like I said, in this arrangement, the shepherd is lying across the door. So you have to cross the shepherd to enter the sheepfold. He will be saved. Okay. And will go in and out and find pasture. Now, it's important to emphasize this going in and coming out. Because the, the, the theologians tell us that, you know, it is a Jewish expression, you know, a, a, a revealing a, a relationship that has freedom, security, provision. You know, we read it also in, in, uh, in Zechariah, where the prophet was told, you can, we'll be coming in and going out as this one standing here, you know. And that's a capacity, you know, uh, uh, to go in and come out means you are accepted, you are secured, you are provided for, you are cared for. Okay, so anyone who enters by me, our Lord Jesus said, he will be saved. And that saved is what makes the difference. He was not talking about say, being saved from Romans and their taxation. No, he's been saved from their sins so that they will gain eternal life. And that's why you can see that uh, his agenda and that, that of the political people we are definitely not the same, okay? Because he came for the salvation of souls. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and come out and find pasture. And then he makes that uh, powerful statement that uh, was at the center of the Ora Robert's uh, ministry and movement, Abundant Life. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it 
more, more abundantly. abundantly. No, it's not abundantly. No, more abundantly. In other words, ample provision, ample security, ample, ample uh, uh, blessings, you know, abundant life that our Lord Jesus Christ promises. Every Christian needs to understand it. This is the life that has its origins in the spiritual relationship we have with God. Again, it was John that wrote about it in 3 John uh, 2. We call it the three-dimensional prosperity. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper materially and be in health physically as your soul is prospering spiritually. Okay? So this three-dimensional prosperity, even though the material prosperity was mentioned first and the healing and health, physical prosperity was mentioned second, but the third, the prosperity of the soul is where the whole thing uh, uh, lies. As to the level, to the degree to which your soul is prospering. In other words, we have to learn that the, the secrets to soul prosperity so that we can emerge with the other two prosperities. And the secret to soul prosperity is the indwelling Christ, the reality you know, of the indwelling Christ. The Apostle Paul, he expressed this in Philippians, in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, so, so the, the, the abundant life must derive, have its roots, have its origins, have its controls in the spiritual life of the man, of the individual. And that's why our Lord Jesus Christ, he said to us, if you have faith, you know, if you have faith, as small as a grain of this mustard seed, all the mountains of your life you'll be able to move whatever mountain. And so when we seek solutions to our challenges, when we seek solutions to our handicaps, we must seek it from the spiritual. That's where our Lord Jesus Christ had perfect control of his own world. And so nothing, nothing went awry, nothing uh, ran out of control, nothing uh, ju just scattered like that, no. No, everything was under control from beginning to the end. And this is what soul prosperity is all about. That a man or a woman can so walk with God that there is order in their lives. There's control. They're able to, to walk with God and, 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 and see things, you know, materialize. I want to uh, commend you, every one of us, to... The, the prayers 
we say here, particularly that entering the divine presence. These are some of the things that assist us to get the communion. Like Moses said, I need to know what exactly, exactly how you want to solve this problem. It's not exact, not, not Lord, come and help me to solve this, my problem. No, show me how, let me follow you to, to the end of this problem. So I want to know uh, what you want to do and then I'll follow you so that what you want to do to get rid of this thing will, will manifest. I don't want, I don't need my own solutions. I don't want my own solutions. I need your solution because of the power of Ecclesiastes 3.14. And we know that whatever God does, it is forever. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be added to it. Nothing can be removed from it. Whatever God does is forever. And armed with all these snipers of insight into the awesomeness of God that we serve, we enter into it, you know, by faith. We enter into it by faith so that the reality of it can begin to manifest through us the same way it was manifested through Christ. You know, that um, because he was in constant communion with almighty God, the controller of the universe, he followed him through all the challenges he went in and then ended up in the cross and the glory of the resurrection. Now he says to you and I, I have come that you may have life. I have come to give you illumination. I have come to give you insight. I have come to let you understand how life should be lived on this earth. And then when you enter into that, my life, you will enter into abundance. You enter into glory. And this is, this is why it's a journey. You know, Christian life is a journey. You keep traveling. You keep going further. You keep going deeper. You keep learning more and more. And quite a few of them from scriptures you have known before until the spirit shows you what is written there, you know. And then you see the foundations on which the ministry and life of our Lord Jesus Christ depended. You know, there's some of them that are really more powerful, very, very powerful. Like the one we have already passed in John chapter eight, the father is always with me. You know, the assurance of the divine presence. See, the father is always with me because I always do those things that please him. Yes. That's an, that's an awesome, awesome statement, you know, to ensure that I have divine presence all the time. I commit myself to doing what pleases the Father. So a lot of people might think that, um, oh, oh, it's only through prayer. I say, yes, prayer is a powerful part of it because it's through prayer that you have revelation insights into many things. Particularly, there are practical details, what you need to do in time, you know, to please the Father. But the choices, you know, that we make, that's where it all, all really hinges. To choose always to please the Father, to choose always to do his will, to choose always to follow his ways. That is where the, the, the whole engine room is, you know. It's not enough to know it, yes. It's good to know it, but not, not to do it. Oh, then it, it, the whole thing just cut us. 
And it's not only in uh, big things, no, small things. You know, do this, do that, go here, go there, you know, contact this, you know, do little, little things that show that you're obedient, you know. And some of them may actually impact on the things you have said you won't do or you don't want to do, you know, because of some, you know, feeling or whatever have transpired. But because you are committed, committed totally to pleasing the Father, and then you continue to respond in the way he wants. You know. And remember what I've always, uh, I've always said to you on this matter, that a lot of people, their obstacle is, you know, who will benefit from this my obedience, you know, and, and, and it, is, it is totally immaterial who benefits, totally immaterial who benefits. You know, what matters is that the father is pleased, guys. The father is pleased by the obedience. It's unqualified, it's prompt, it is, uh, it is uh, 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 without hesitation, you know. So, so let, us, let us learn from our Lord Jesus Christ the secret to this abundant life, you know. Because the thief, like somebody will say, isn't it time to, for us to do this and that? I said, have you cleared it? You cannot do something you have not cleared. Are you the mm. one running the program? No, mm. he is running the program through you. So you cannot just jump and, and say, this is what I think we should be doing. I think, no. You have to await his time. You know, if our Lord Jesus Christ could say in Cana of Galilee, my time is not quite yet. Then timing also is part of the whole program. You have to wait for his timing. You know, you cannot, you cannot hurry the thing along by yourself because you, you don't have a full picture of all the spiritual laws that govern what you're saying. You know, and also uh, one of the things that we must remember is that some of the things we do alter the dynamics. Alter the dynamics. You know, and create new, new situations that also have to be completed and resolved. So that's why, you know, one of the prayers you can pray for your life and for the ministry is also help us not to hinder you. You know, Amen. in our, in Amen. our enthusiasm, in our fear, help us not to hinder you. Let us not get in your way, you know, because some people are, are more Catholic than the Pope. Let us not get in your way, you know, so that, um, so that um, the program will run unhindered by us. Amen. And then the result, Amen. the result will astound everybody. In the name of Jesus. That is it. The result will astound everybody. Nobody will think that such a thing was possible. But because it was orchestrated from heaven, that truth comes alive, that with God, all things are possible. <laughs> Jesus said, the apostle said, who then can be saved if rich men are not being saved? And Jesus said, yes, not with men, no. Yes, but with God, all things are possible. And so let us, let us position ourselves to really enter into his abundant life. But enter it through the door he has opened himself, a Christocentric, Christ-centered life. I am the door into that life. And, and so 
let Jesus rule and reign in us and control everything we say and do. So Amen. the Father's will will prosper in our lives. Amen. 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 Amen.